0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation.
1: ballers! Hey, we're back on Friday. How's it going, everyone? It's Josh Millman. And we're here with Today in Sports Betting. Today being January 31st, 2020. Hard to believe we were actually through a month already in January. People are still saying Happy New Year to me. It's weird. I'm not going to lie. As usual, it's Friday and I got with me the one and only Devin Ellington. Devin, what's up, man? Howdy, Josh. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Another week in the books. Got a big weekend coming up, man. A
0: big one. Something big going on Sunday. I can't remember. I can't put my finger I, yeah, on it. I don't it know. Like, there's some weird. sort
1: of event or something. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Something big. There's going to be a lot of wings being eaten, beer being drank. I don't know. Bets being placed. Bets being placed as well. Very true. Very true. I don't know. Something that we all can gather around the TVs for on Sunday. So, Uh, We'll be on the lookout for that. Yes, as you can tell from our (laughs) blissful ignorance, we will be talking about the big game later. We'll give some thoughts. Uh, First, we have a big NBA slate today. Seven games that we got to go through. Before we do all of that, we're going to talk about our friends at mybookie.ag. Can't go through today in sports betting without talking about mybookie.ag, of course. And as we mentioned, there is a big game coming up. On Sunday. And naturally, the place to go if you want to make any sort of bet with the games coming up is at mybookie.ag. If you head over there now, sign up and use the promo code today, the word today, T O D A Y, you get 50% back on your original deposit up to $1,000. They're giving away free money over there. So go. On and sign up at mybookie.ag. They have all of those fun, ridiculous prop bets for the big game on Sunday. How long the national anthem is going to last? Who's going to win the coin flip? First scores, first interceptions, things of that nature. A lot of different options for you guys to play with over at mybookie.ag. So go on, sign up. Tell them Hoopball sent you mybookie.ag, and use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, to get 50% back on your initial deposit. All right, Devin, a lot of games to cover. Uh, Let's run through our NBA slate, as always, and then we'll hit up Chiefs taking on the 49ers a little later. I'm sure that the folks want to hear our thoughts. And don't forget, everyone, please follow us on Twitter, at Gaming. I am at Josh Millman. Devin, you are D a L E double O seven. I got that's that it. right. Right. Yes. yes I finally <laughs> nailed it.
0: I should probably simplify it, but it's, it's, <laughs> I don't <laughs>
1: No, good. Good enough. I like, it took me like what, like three shows to finally get it down. So I got it down. It's all good. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter. We, that's where we will be placing all of our official bets. Um, once we run through this show, so you don't have to check back, we'll post everything to Twitter. Uh, so give us a follow and make sure that you also give us a review. You know, if you like the podcast, like what we have to say, leave us a review at wherever you are listening to this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. And, and thanks again for sticking with, with us through this uh, this joyful project of ours. We are a hoop ball presentation. Also, check us out at hoop-ball.com. Uh, we've got a lot of great writers, a lot of great NBA content, and be sure to sign up for Aaron Bruski's newsletter. It's the only place where you get his exclusive content, not on social media, not anywhere else. Uh, the best fantasy analyst in the game is Aaron Bruski, and uh, this is his his show and his newsletter. It's free to sign up, hoop-ball.com. it take two minutes and sign up for Aaron Bruski's newsletter as he continues to track Uh, the NBA throughout the season. All right, now we're going to get into the game, Devin. We will start with Toronto Raptors taking on the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. The game right now is four and a half in favor of the red hot Toronto Raptors. Over under in this one, 223. Again, a case of Again, analysis. Good team versus bad team. The the Raptors are winners of their last nine. How good they've been. Whereas the Pistons are losers of their last four. As bad as as like nine, but still in those four losses, they have lost each of those by at least double digits. And to not great teams either. They lost twice to the Nets, who had been reeling. They lost to the Cavaliers by 15 on their home court, so it's not as if like these losses are coming against you know the Bucks or, or the Lakers or anything like that. So now they've got a red hot team coming into their house. Games four and a half, and the Pistons are a pretty awful nine and 16 against the spread at home. The Raptors aren't much better. They're a 500 team uh, against the spread on the road. There's one thing that I. I am a little bit concerned about this is a, a road back to back for the Raptors Uh, having just beaten the Cavs. They play again uh, tonight on the road as, as part of a back to back. So it's the one thing that's giving me a little bit of pause, but four and a half doesn't feel like a whole lot that they would need to overcome. Uh, But Devin, I will leave the, the, the approach to you, sir. What do you got for me on this one?
0: So with first looks here, um, you know, with that back-to-back being talked about, it, it's from Cleveland to Detroit, so at least it's not a very strenuous uh, travel. You know, travel is still travel. I used to do it for work, and um, it's tough work. So, yeah. um, you know, Toronto's got a really great defense put in play here. Um, obviously, they are going to be out. Uh, Mark Gasol with his hamstring injury. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is still questionable. But – um you know, if, if I'm going to take a team with a, you know, less than five point, you know, six point spread on the road on a back to back, it's going to be, a, you know, a select few teams. And I would even consider putting Toronto in there, especially with how bad Detroit's at home against the spread and just how bad they are in general. So I really like the options here for uh, Toronto as far as putting the ball in the bucket Um their defensive prowess the way their coach four and a half doesn't seem like a lot to climb so i do have a a preference here and i like toronto to be able to cover this um, you know along with their nine game win streak they're 6 and 3 against the spread in their last nine as well so in 8 and 3 straight up in their last 11 games against detroit so that's that's some something right there as far as just these two specific teams playing. It it's either gonna be Toronto or nothing for me on this game. I'm not sure how I feel about the over under. Um Toronto is typically an under team or I'm sorry, No, actually they're three games to the over. Uh pardon my French. <laughs> uh and Detroit is uh thirty one and eighteen to the over, eighteen and seven at home. So you know I might have a slight lean to the over. Um but my my play here would be the point laying the points with the uh, Toronto Raptors.
1: I agree with you. I, yeah, I I mean the four and a half doesn't scare me right now. It's you know I mean and neither does the back of the back for that matter. I you know it's something that Toronto is I guess somewhat used to the Gasol news not ideal but I think you know other than Drummond I don't think there's a whole lot of offense on Detroit right now and mind you Detroit's on on your part about the over Detroit uh there in their last 5 games they have the fourth worst defensive rating in the league at mm-hmm. 116 and a half and in the meantime the Raptors have the fifth best defensive rating in the league at, at 106.6 um I, it's yeah this is this is just Detroit's reeling and I don't know that this is the, the place where they get their legs back. That the, Toronto is just a well-coached machine right now. And I would have a hard time laying four and a half. If it, if the spread was something like, I don't know, like seven or eight, I'd probably have a little bit of pause. And I'm kind of surprised that the, the line's as low as it is. Um, so I'm not, I'm sure Toronto is in just, hey, let's take care of business mode um, and – You know, so I'm not afraid of laying the points there.
0: Yeah, and this win streak for Toronto, you've seen them not play great competition. You know, they've sprinkled in, like, the Spurs, the Sixers, the Thunder. But what's encouraging about this is that they've beaten the teams that they need to, um, that they should. You know, like Washington, Minnesota, Atlanta twice, Cleveland, the Knicks. Um, So I think that gives me a little bit more – Confidence in this uh,
1: that they should come in and take care of business here. Yep, putting the teams away that they need to. Excellent. All right, cool. We will press on with the Chicago Bulls traveling to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. The Nets right now are five and a half point favorites, over under 220 and a half. The Bulls have a whole bunch of probable dudes. As we know, Wendell Carter Jr. will remain out, as will Laurie Markadon. Daniel Gafford is doubtful for this one. Um, at the same time, the the Nets are basically at full strength. DeAndre Jordan's back. Air Temple is going to be in for this one, save for, obviously, Kevin Durant. But, again, obviously. But it seems like all of the Nets will be in uniform for this one. And the Nets are playing better basketball right now. I mean, they got. I mean, throw away the 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 Knicks game for a second, where you know it that that was that was during the the tragic Kobe news. But they've you know taken care of business against the Pistons, and you know like tried. You know they were on a losing streak before, but I think that there are some signs of life. Had you know being a Nets fan and seeing that they finally got you know. Past the, the Pistons. At least it's nice to see them win a couple games. So, and, and being at full strength has been a little bit uh, of an improvement for them in that regard. They are a 500 team against the spread at home. The Bulls are slightly over 500 team against the spread on the road, 12 and 11. Surprisingly, this game is, is a battle for the eighth seed in the East. That's kind of a sad state of affairs, <laughs> uh, but the Bulls are kind of like been playing, you know, 500 ish basketball over the last 10 games or so. Uh, you know, they'll come out and they'll, you know, win some, lose some are they, They've got a kind of fighting spirit in them. And I think if they are looking at the standings, there are only three games out from the final playoff position between both the Nets and the Magic. So this might be a pretty pivotal game for them. And the Nets are kind of notorious at keeping teams close in games like this, especially teams that you would think they should be able to take care of. Devin, I know as a Nets fan where I'm leaning here, but I want to see, like, get your thoughts because, you know, I don't want my – my heart or my head getting in getting in the way of, of potential biases here, so let me know what you're thinking,
0: yeah, sure, so you know Brooklyn I'll start with them in the last seventeen games they're four and thirteen against the spread yeah so they've been having a tough time covering um, Chicago on the other hand, they're two and six against the spread in their last eight against Brooklyn specifically, and you know the projections and some of the metrics that I'm looking at actually has Chicago winning this game outright by a few points. And when I saw this line being five and a half before I dug into it, um, I instantly liked Chicago in this spot. Um, And one thing I will throw out there, they've been a in game live betting darling um, because they get off to slow spots. So if they get down real big, and you see that live line boost all the way up to 12, um, 13, something like that, I think that's another good spot to grab them. Uh, you know, this is a tough one, just because we talked about both teams being, you know, a 500 team in every seeming category is over and against the spread. Um I have a very slight lean to Chicago getting the five and a half points here. It seems like a lot for Brooklyn to cover. Um and you know it it's it's a battle of uh attrition here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you know I it's it's there's a playoff spot on the line, so I think both teams know that. And um we'll just kinda see what happens. But I, I like the five and a half points I'd be getting if I wanted to play the Chicago side.
1: Just I, I just know as a Nets fan that this team is notoriously terrible at closing out teams, mm-hmm. and and I, like you said, the Bulls are live line darling, and the Nets can get out just quick starts, and yeah, this is something that I would probably look at from a live line perspective, or or even like a first quarter first half perspective, and I don't know what the lines are on on the halves and quarters. Maybe you do, but. Um, I can see the Nets getting out to an early start in this one. And then the game, just as it progresses, gets closer and closer and closer. And then all of a sudden, it's like a one-score game in the fourth quarter. And and I can see that playing out very easily. It's been a very typical Nets experience this entire season. So I would absolutely lean uh, towards um, – getting the five and a half in favor of the bulls and you know bulls plus five five and a half it's again that's just the nets mo and just it's been like you said four and 13 in there oh my god against the spread it that's not that's awful that's awful so i I, I just i'm with you on that, I, it's a game that it, again, it's a little bit scary. So I'm not as confident as I I, I would be in in the Raptors. But if I, if I'm going a certain way, uh, I like the live line suggestion. I'm sure that that's me channeling uh, my inner Ira.
0: That's where and, it came from for me.
1: Exactly, <laughs> for us channeling our inner Ira. And uh, but again, the lean here is, is is plus five and a half in favor of the Bulls. I I, I dig that.
0: Well, to answer your question about the first half line, it's plus three for Chicago, um, mm. and then the first quarter um, plus two. So. Interesting.
1: Okay. Interesting. All right. The yeah, I don't know that I could touch that either, which way. Yeah. I don't know. All right. But five and a half, I, th- I think, at the end of the game is is the play in favor of the Bulls. Okay. We will move on the Dallas Mavericks. Traveling to Houston to take on the Rockets. And I would imagine so the game right now is nine and a half uh, in favor of the Rockets. And this really largely due to the news yesterday that Luka Doncic is out of this game and he is scheduled for MRIs today. I haven't seen news as of right now, as of this recording, as to how long he will be out, but he was quickly announced that he'd be out for this game and that, um, and that the injury to his ankle that occurred during practice is similar to the one that he dealt with earlier in the year that cost him about two weeks uh, or, or 11 days more specifically uh, to the ankle injury. So that's a bit concerning uh, for the Mavericks, as they travel to uh, again to Houston, Houston uh, appears to be at full strength. They do not have anyone of significance right now that is on the injury report. But at the same time, it's you know the 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 whole Luca factor really changes the dynamic of this game. The Rockets have been struggling, so. Really, if, if Luka was playing and you were seeing this line, like there's no way the Rockets are giving up nine and a half points the way that they've been playing recently. Uh, they did just get James Harden back. Uh, so there's a little bit, you know uh, of a boost there. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of dicey, you know to, to like both ways that yeah, sure, Dallas is is completely banged up. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s questionable in this one too. But at the same time, it's hard to trust what Houston's been doing right now uh, just from a a general performance perspective. They have not been uh, a good team recently. And, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. to That that nine and a half is a big line. Devin, how are you feeling about this one?
0: Well, you know, as you are a Nets fan, I am a Mavericks fan. Just get that out of there. Uh, I know we shouldn't probably talk about our – loyalties
1: and whatnot too well, much they play a factor in things they do, right? they like, do. Like, this is, but this is a good lesson to share with anyone who's just f- seeing the pod uh, or, or just just catching on to the pod that like we are fans of right. teams, but we yeah. can't but like the key is you can think like a fan but you can't let your fan thinking mm-hmm. affect how the affect the bets that you are placing right, right? the right. main lesson
0: yeah, so Dallas is, you know, in their last nine games, and granted, you know, they had Luka in these last nine games, so take it with whatever grain of salt you will, but they're 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games against their division, the Southwest division. Um, but some staggering numbers the other way against Houston. They haven't had a lot of success with uh, playing Houston, specifically on the road. 3-11 straight up in their last 14 uh, in Houston. Um, 3-10 in their last 13 against Houston in general. However, they are 4-1 in their last 5 against Houston. And the most recent one being November 24th. And I believe, if my memory serves me right, I believe that that November 24th game, that was around the time frame that Luca was also out. I could be wrong. I would want to double-check those again. But they were uh five and a half point dogs in that game, and they ended up winning one thirty seven one twenty three um, so you know it's it's a huge piece to lose obviously, and then if Tim Hardaway's out, you know there goes some more of your three point shooting, but I've been a proponent on the side of Houston not covering huge spreads at home um this year, so or in general. It just seems like anytime they're like an eight, nine, ten point favorite, they they just don't cover. Um so you know, nine and a half is a lot. I I still, you know, like this Mavericks team, even without Doncic, to go ahead and cover that. It's not an official play for me at all, but I Will say that I do lean to the Mavericks getting nine and a half. It's just a lot of points, you know. And they still got Porzingis out there. Um, he's getting healthy. Um, you know, they're going to look to incorporate Willie Colley Stein. They got Finney Smith and Jalen Brunson as well as DeLon Wright. You know, so they, there is some depth there. They have a capable coach and Rick Carlisle still. So we'll um, we'll see how it goes. But you know, nine and a half is a lot of points.
1: So here here's some some numbers just to kind of back this up. Luka Doncic was out or, or suffered his ankle injury in mid-December.
0: Okay. So I was,
1: oh, so no, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I was, so they actually ran through a pretty difficult stretch. So including the game where he played and left after like two minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which was a home game against Miami, the Mavericks were two and three, but here's, here's the schedule they played. They were home against the heat. They were at Milwaukee, home against the Celtics, at Philadelphia against the Sixers, and then at Toronto. Wow. So that was a brutal schedule. They were 2-3 and three in that stretch, including a blowout of the Philadelphia 76ers. Of their losses, which were to, again, the, the Heat, the Celtics, and the Raptors, they lost to the Heat by four. They lost to the Celtics by six, and they lost to the Raptors by three. All of which we probably
0: agree are better defensive teams than Houston.
1: Absolutely. So like you said, I, I'm now now that I'm talking through this, I'm actually pretty pr- kind of feeling pretty much strongly about Dallas covering that nine and a half. Because it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. we've established that Houston, yeah, Houston can score. Of course they can score. But Dallas can play defense, and Dallas Dallas isn't one of those teams, especially a Rick Carlisle team that's just going to come out and say, ah, we're down Luka Doncic, so I guess we're just going to roll over and play dead, Mm -hmm. especially in the thick of a Western Conference playoff race. They're going to need to keep the ship afloat without him. And we know that someone like a DeLon Wright, he can blow up if they if if he gets the opportunity, as can Seth Curry, who he really stepped up when Doncic was out the first time. So I'm I'm now not afraid of laying or or, or getting nine and a half with Dallas. So I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about that now, having talked through that and seeing what they've done without Luka Doncic prior to that. So I'm cool with, with nine and a half. Uh, are getting uh, nine and a half with the Mavericks in this
0: one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to throw a little more uh, log into the flame, this is um, – it'll be for first place in the division. Yeah. They're, they're tied Not right on
1: the line. Wow. Okay. I like it. Okay. So that's my uh, – that's my going to be a, a a preferred play for me, I think. We'll move on to the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the New Orleans Pelicans game in this one is five and a half in favor of the Pels. massive over under, 240 and a half. Holy Moses. Give me a lot of points in this one, Devin. Yeah we, so we've noted that both teams, you know, have been just playing great. The Grizzlies like went through their their ridiculous stretch. And they've put together another big win streak. So they're now officially a 500 team. They've won their last four. The Pelicans are just moving up in life. They're, they're not going away at all. And they've kind of got a little bit of a, a hot streak of their own going on, beating the Celtics and the Cavaliers. And it seems like the one and only Zion is starting to figure things out. So in the meantime the Grizzlies are have been one of our favorites to bet throughout the you know throughout this podcast just because they are they they have such favorable records against the spread they're 11-9 and 1 on the road the Pelicans at home though 13 and 11 against the spread so that's a bit of a wash again we've got two hot teams the Pelicans burned me last time because I was favoring the, the the Grizzlies when I did my head-to-head with Ira. Five and a half, though, seems like a lot to swallow in a game that's probably going to be hotly contested in and in a very high-scoring affair. I, I don't know. Devin, what do you think? What, like, five and a half feels like a big number to me. What do you think?
0: It does, and I think it has in part to do with two things here. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. Um, he's, uh, he's got a suspension. Um, can't recall what for, but he is suspended.
1: Oh, he's fight. It was the Knicks fight.
0: Oh yeah. That, with the Jay Crowder thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's the Zion effect. You know, we've seen since he's come back from their first game against the Spurs where they were four and a half point favorites, you know, it's just this inflation of the line because of Zion. Um, so with that being said, the Pelicans in their last 18 games are 14, 3, and 1 against the spread. Oh. Seven and 2 in their last nine at home. But I never said to be an educated man, so I am actually <laughs> gonna go with the Grizzlies. <laughs> because I feel like those numbers have to round out at some point in time. Being down Jaron Jackson is is pretty big. I'm not going to try to front that. But they do have um still there. They're both a little bit more effective when both of them play. But, you know, this is a battle of rookie of the year right here. This is John Morant, Zion Williamson, your top two guys in that category. Um, you know, there's some fun young talent in this game, some savvy veterans sprinkled in there. I know it's not the smarter play, but, you know, I want to kind of – I want to be a contrarian here and go against those staggering new Orleans numbers I just laid out, um, five and a half, you know, to me, that's a lot of points. Um, right now the public's a little split. As far as that goes, uh, 49% to Memphis right now, from what I'm seeing 241s is a lot of points. I don't think I'm going to touch that. Um, but yeah, give me the, not an official play. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to tweet this one out. But as far as my preference and what I would play, if I was going to touch it, uh, five and a half to Memphis. Um, I, I just I like the way they play ball right now.
1: Yeah, they're 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 playing great. I mean, this is one of those games where I'm like, I right, I can't. I I'm staying away from this one for that reason because all, all this right. all the data says Pelicans. But the, the recent slate of play suggests Grizzlies. And five and a half in a game that is, like you said, there, there's a lot of different narratives going on in this one, especially the Zion John Morant part. This feels like one of those things where I'm afraid to touch it on either side and I am just going to sit back and watch a, an absolutely frenetic basketball game take place.
0: Yeah, no doubt that this will be a wonderful game, a great matchup. Um, you know, another Southwest Division um, pride game here, as well as the uh, playoff spot. So um, this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, those two—it's the one and the two pick um, going against yeah. each other
1: for the first time. I'll say, yeah, this is this is exciting stuff. So they never I,
0: played in college either against each other. I know.
1: I know. This is going to be a lot of fun. And, I, I look, I'm just going to hope – I'm staying away from this one. But uh, I, I like where your head's at. If I had to make a decision, I would lean Memphis. And I think there's – maybe they have a little bit of, you know, hostility in them after their, the, the Knicks incident. So maybe they come out a little angry. But um, I, I – like you said, it's just – just give me a, a fun and wacky basketball game featuring the number one and number two pick because that'd be awesome. That's all sure. I really care about at this point. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got the Denver Nuggets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Nine and a half in favor of the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, over under 224. Not a whole lot to say about either team. It just the, the Nuggets are surviving the rash of injuries that they've been dealing with um, had a really solid win against the jazz at home um, and you know they've been they've been able to take care of business here and there uh, lost a little bit on the road during this stretch um, but at the same time the the bucks are just the bucks you know they are an absolute juggernaut they've won nine in a row they're they're also just getting back from uh, their their big trip out into France, so they're just getting mm-hmm. back into uh, a bit of a groove. Let's see, where's Giannis in in this one? I, still I, questionable. Still questionable. So that's going to really change things. George Hill is also out. Gotcha. You know, so yeah, I'm focusing on on the the Denver side here with the injuries because Jamal Murray's still out, Paul Millsap's still out, uh, Gary Harris is questionable in this one, but Jokic has been playing great. Uh, recently. But yeah, Giannis swings things, obviously, but uh, they even without Giannis, uh, they took care of business against the Wizards by 20, uh, dropping 151 points against them. So there's no shortage of talent there in guys like Middleton and Bledsoe. And they, they're, they, they're plenty confident in their abilities, even without Giannis. But the Nuggets are a good defensive team. And, you know, you can't really take too much away from them, but the bucks are also 13 and 11 at home against the spread and you know again they are one of those teams where they're they're just they they are they are on, they are on a historical track come to think of it mm-hmm. like they're they are up there with you know the warriors and bulls teams of you know all those years back that were you know 68 to 70 win teams and they're on that kind of pace so that's another thing to bear in mind if they're starting to recognize that hey you know there there might be a little bit of history on the line, um, and just they're they're twenty two and two straight up at home so nine and a half still is a lot Denver's a solid defensive team, like we said uh, Devin, another solid game, albeit not nearly as frenetic and offensive as the Grizzlies and pelicans but what do you what do you like here
0: so um I like the uh fan in me wanting to watch this game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will not be making a play on this one. I'll just kind of get that out, you know, first and foremost. But, I mean, Milwaukee, like you said, they're 9-0 in their last nine. Um, yeah. 9-0 in their last nine at home. This is, um, this is a team right now that's just playing really good ball. You know, Giannis is Giannis, but... You know, without without him, they still have guys like Dante DiVincenzo and Wesley Matthews. They have the Lopez Middleton, who all, you know, he can work 50 if he wants to. Uh, you know, Bledsoe and all sorts of guys. You know, they, they just are playing at an unbelievable level right now. And it's kind of baffling. Um, this Milwaukee team over the last two, three years just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and just slowly started this momentous juggernautism. And yes. um, <laughs> it, it's a word, look it up.
1: Juggernautism. I, all right, <laughs> we, we've coined something new.
0: Yes. So uh, nine and a half, ten points, it's a lot for me. Um, both teams play a little bit slower. Um, possessions will probably be down in this game. 224 on the over-under, you know, uh, you know, it, it's tough, you know, Denver usually scores right around that hundred mark, but we've seen Milwaukee putting 120 up consistently lately. So I think it's going to be right around that push area. It's going to be in the push territory. I'm not confident about either the over or the under 10 points is a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and just stay away from this one, watch it and enjoy, you know, Giannis, um, If he plays, but more importantly, Jokic on the other side, Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been back too. So Uh, Jeremy Grant's been filling in nice with Plumlee and Millsap being out. So I mean, there are some components to this uh, to this game that are very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, Um, I I will add that if I'm looking any which way, it's probably towards the over/under, especially now before Giannis is ruled out. Mm-hmm. Um, or potentially ruled out because Denver is uh, eight games to the under on the season. Um, so that's kind of jumping out at me right now. The, the Bucks, uh are also kind of like they're, they're one game to the under. Um, so, so both teams neither, neither one are particularly great at uh, covering the over under, uh, especially Denver. One of the worst uh, over/under records in in the league. So, with with all of the Nuggets pretty much banged up, um, that's that's a lean that I would play. I'd play the under uh, in in this game, but uh, especially if before we know if Giannis is ruled out. Um, So that's an angle that I would I'd, I'd consider taking. But like you said, I'm not. I'm I'm not feeling great about this one either way because like we said we know that Milwaukee's a juggernaut but we know that Denver's a good defensive team they've been playing tough even with even with their injuries um tough game for 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 us to call uh I would sit it out but again if I had to go in a single direction it would be under 224 in this one
0: Yeah and you know something else to possibly even consider just let me just load up with information for our folks is um you know you talked about the injuries and the rotations maybe being a little out of whack but the first quarter uh under for me i think i'm a little more comfortable with that just being what these teams are um defensive minded um slower pace and on the season the nuggets are 21 24 and 1 to the under in the first quarter the bucks are 16 28 and 2 um with a uh combined average score for the Nuggets being 53 and a half, the Bucks are 53 and a half. So if you see it, you know, a first quarter um, total set around 55, 56, even 50, 54, I would even go on and take Uh, these, these teams typically come out and play to the under early in the game, very staggeringly. Um, and then the bucks at home are 715 and 1 uh, combined point total of about 53 and then the nuggets on the road 10 and 11 and 1 5 and 5 in their last 10 3 and 6 to the under for the uh for the bucks in their last 10 mm. 3 6 and 1 so first quarter under perhaps
1: okay i like it so first quarter under potentially full game under as well all right, something for us to to think about. And again, we will tweet everything out uh, as the day progresses over at Hoopball Gaming, at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter. Devin, let's move on. We've got the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Phoenix to take on the Suns. We've got a bit of a, a toss up here. The, the Thunder are coming in as one, one and a half point favorites. Over under is. 22 and a half. I mean, but this is another game that has, I guess, Western ish playoff implications. Believe it or not, the thunder are now within a game of the five seed. Yeah. Yeah. In the Western conference. And who would have thunk that at, at the beginning of the year, one of the Man. biggest, like, you know, I thought they were going to be sellers already. Oh man, but they 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 just keep ripping off wins. They're seven and three in their last ten, and the Suns are still they're hanging around. We've been talking about you know the Grizzlies and and the Pelicans playing better ball, but the Suns are six and four in their last ten, and they just dismantled the 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 Mavericks. Yeah. they're just kind of hit or miss. Like, you know, just they they can look great. They've beaten in this stretch. They've beaten the Celtics. They've beaten the Spurs. And they've beaten the Mavs. Those are all three, like, either in the playoffs currently or playoff contending teams. And then they've gotten throttled a bit by the Grizzlies and, and Pacers mixed in. Uh, but very clearly, this is an improved Sun team, as as we know. And I'm going to play a little bit of a narrative game in this one. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul was voted to the All-Star game, whereas Devin Devin Booker was not.
0: Yeah.
1: And the Suns are getting one and a half here. Is this a game that we see Devin Booker just decide, you know what, screw it, I'm going supernova because he's had an incredible season. And they've taken down some giants before. So is this a game that Phoenix could could just do that again on uh, right on Devin Booker's shoulders? What do you think? You know,
0: I love the narrative. I do. I think that's. Uh, I you know, there's a lot of people that say narrative street doesn't matter with betting, but you know, you it does. You know, there's a part of it that does. There are just some numbers though that just kind of. Make me shy away from that narrative. Yeah, um, can I still, see him right now. Go ahead. <laughs> he can still, you know, be supernova um, and do that. It'd be better if he did it and get the win. But uh Phoenix in their last six at home are oh and six against the spread. Oof. Four and thirteen straight up in their last seventeen games against Western Conference opponents, and uh, in general, in their last twelve, just four and eight against the spread. And uh, on the flip side, for the the, the uh, Thunder, seven zero in their last seven against Phoenix, six and one against their spread in their last seven against Phoenix, six and one straight up in their last seven, six and one in their last seven against the spread, eleven and zero against the spread in their last
1: eleven on the road, <laughs> nineteen and five <laughs> 19 on the season. On just the season. just just to be clear, wow, yeah.
0: Uh, Phoenix is nine and sixteen at home. Uh, just straight up record wise. And like I've mentioned in the past, I like to look at home and away records if it's a point, point and a half game, you know, within a bucket, just because that has implications of being a real close, you know, more like a pick 'em type scenario. Last time these teams played, it was just, uh, you know, about a month ago on, on December 20th. And uh, Oklahoma City won 126 to 108. The line was three then. Um, But, you know, the Thunder shot 56%. I don't think they'll do that again. That's a big number. Mm -hmm. Um, The Thunder are the best spread team in the NBA for a reason. And uh, I'm going to lay the point, point and a half with the Thunder. I I think they get the job done. They are rolling. Um, Phoenix is battling for a playoff spot. But, you know, like I said, they're battling. So that – Energy and effort, you know, they, they expel a lot of it night in, night out. So let's look for the, the Thunder to get the uh, win by more than a point and a half here, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I threw the narrative street out there just so you could, like, just brazenly shut me down. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, the, the numbers are – but this is another scenario where, like you said, yeah, narrative street's nice, but you better have the numbers to back you up. So uh, I'm with you on that. This is the the, the Thunder are are playing as well as anyone in in the NBA to me. And I don't I, I and and as improved as the Suns are, there's just so much evidence that points to, like you said, the the Thunder just being able to to cover just about anything in that regards, you know, just especially on the road. And especially against their their track record against the Suns. Just for, for reference' sake, the Oklahoma City Thunder in their last five are the third best offensive, uh, offensively rated team in the league, um, and in addition, they're sixth in terms of defensive rating in, in, in wow. their last five. So uh, their their net rating is second best, only to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. So they are. The metrics all just scream towards OKC, so I'm with you there. As much as I think Devin Booker will have a chip on his shoulder, I don't think that's enough to overcome a team that is just playing some of the best basketball in the NBA right now.
0: Yeah, unexpectedly so also.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. They've been one of the best stories of the season. Um, on a, we'll, we'll wrap up the NBA on a bit of a more somber note as the mm-hmm. Portland Trailblazers – will visit the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center. This will be the first game the Lakers play back at home. Uh, In light of the tragic death of of Kobe Bryant, there will be, I'm sure, memorials and tears, and I'm sure all the stops will be pulled out for this one as the Lakers play their first game without you know, just without Kobe Bryant and and, and Gianna being at, at the game a courtside, it's they're, they're going to be playing this one with heavy hearts. And and for that reason, I I mean rather than get into the basketball analysis, that that is going to take over the way that this game is is played in this one. And the the Lakers have had a long layoff. They're going to be playing with heavy hearts. I don't know, I'm trying to justify things from a basketball sense only because, you know, yeah, the Lakers are going to want to come out and play. And at the same time, Damian Lillard, who is also, like, close to to Kobe Bryant, has been arguably one of the best players in the league over the past week plus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's been on fire. And I'm sure he's going to want to come out, and you know, with that Mamba mentality also it's it's a hard game for me to figure out the line is massive i should say the line the line is is 13 in favor of the lakers which given the circumstances you know if 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 this weren't to happen i would say yeah that makes sense portland struggled all year and the lakers have been great but now it's you know i i don't know how i don't know how this game is going to play out it's going to be difficult and the motions are going to be high. And it's a game that I'm just simply not going to touch for that reason. I'm sure the Lakers are going to want to put on a show in, in memory of Kobe Bryant, but I'm afraid to put money on that. You know what I'm saying, David? I mean, maybe you feel differently, but, but I, it's, it's, I I can't touch this game.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm with you. Um, We've already seen, you know Carmelo Anthony has been ruled out with personal reasons and we probably can take a whack at what that would be uh it, you know i think everyone involved and people that weren't even close to Kobe Bryant you know like us <laughs> you know yeah. we are all still shook by it and it's approaching a week now of uh, actuality and reality um, being what it is. Um, it's still a tough thing to talk about. And like you said, I would feel wrong to kind of bet on this game. You know, it, I'm still kind of baffled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I, this is definitely a punt game. Um, to not try to take it to the max degree of somber here, but it, Kobe, uh, as you see, his, his wide reaching effect on basketball was ginormous. Um, it'll be a, a game that I think the Lakers win because they're going to be doing it for Kobe. Um. Covering 13 points though with heavy hearts uh, minds and uh, they're they're just souls kind of being real heavy and damp right now I think that's gonna be a lot especially with the firepower that Portland has but you know I, I'm not gonna spend too much time actually dissecting numbers talking about this game um, just out of respect for. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, um, no, that,
1: and that's fair. I, I'll just, I'll just say this. I mean, look, we, we are a gambling show, and and this is what we do. We all have heavy hearts for Kobe. Just, we're just trying to, you know, if you do decide that you want to gamble on this game, whether or not you're a Kobe fan or, or not, or you just, you know, want to feel like you're just, you're, you're, you have some piece of the action. I, I, I would say just wait a little bit see if the line changes at all. I would imagine that there's probably like anyone who might be betting this game might be playing the Lakers just because of that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the, maybe if you see the line creep up a little bit, it's an opportunity to, to, to bet the blazers to cover. But, but that's really as far as I'll go at this point, just, you know, again, it remains a stay away regardless, but, but, you know that that's just how i would approach it in in this scenario but to me it it's hard to it's hard to figure either which way and i'm sure that there's just uh, still a lot of heavy hearts it's still very you know the news is still very difficult for a lot of people to process and um you know sorry to leave the NBA on a, on a somber note, but, uh, those are the realities of, uh, of betting, especially in a, in a situation like, like this one. So, um, we'll leave it at that. Devin, that wraps up our, our NBA slate. I know you had some college hoops that you wanted to go through and we've got a big game that we got to talk about. So yeah. lay your college, lay your college hoops on me.
0: I'll uh, just do it real quickly here. You know, um, uh, one of the, my favorite plays of mine this year has been the best team against the spread in all of college basketball, and that is the Yale Bulldogs. They're mm-hmm. taking on uh, Columbia tonight. It's a road game, um, but that doesn't worry me at all. Um, Yale is one of the best uh, offensively rated teams in all of college basketball, as well as being uh, the best against the spread team. So I am going to lay the points um, 14 and a half. I know it sounds like a lot, but I see them win in this game by upwards of 20. Um, if you get a chance to watch a Yale game at some point in this year, go ahead and do so. Um, I've rattled off who they've beaten in the past, but I mean, this is a team that only lost to two uh, by two to North Carolina when they were still healthy before their little spiral. But um, they've beaten Clemson. They've beaten some mid-major teams that are going to be in the tournament. Uh, this Yale team, I, I see them being a 12 or 13 seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe getting one or two wins. Ooh. And then uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, MAC teams, uh, the Akron Zips, are getting points tonight. Uh, I'm seeing a point and a half to two points. I like them to go on the road and beat Kent State in a crucial MAC. Uh, matchup so um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the points and lay the points uh, collectively um, so give me Akron minus one or plus one and a half to two points and then Yale minus 14 and a half.
1: Mac like both of those. Mac basketball and Ivy basketball that is the length of our that that's how far we will go for everyone here at Ho. <laughs> all the way down to the Ivies and the Macs to to lay some bets down. Thank you, Devin. Um, And now, of course, let's just get it out there. Talk to me. Uh, You are biased because you live in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But tell me your thoughts for Sunday. Where's your brain at? And so we can give the folks some ideas as to, to what to do. As they as they potentially lay some bets down on the big game featuring the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs
0: all right yeah. so let's start with uh, first things first we'll just kind of walk in chronological order of this whole f- uh, festive event of the Super Bowl <laughs> and that is the national anthem that usually starts uh, things off right so uh, I was reading an article about Demi Lovato's National Anthem appearances and how long she usually takes. I think she averages a minute and 43 seconds. And I'm not sure what the over-under is at right now. I'm trying to find it as we speak. Pardon me for not being prepared. But if it's anywhere, if they set it at, you know, minute 35, minute 36, something like that. I'm gonna go over um, and then, with that being said, if it's you know minute fifty minute forty nine something like that, i'm gonna definitely uh take the under on that, but just to throw the demi Lovato stat out there, she averages about a minute point uh a minute forty three seconds on her uh on her uh singing so Oh, and um, they even got stuff on the color of her I, I know. I, I, I was going <laughs> to say, is...
1: I, I wanted you to continue on, but I wanted to just give a shout out to the folks at mybookie.ag because some of the prop bets on the national anthem that they have are absurd. And I mean that in a, the best way possible. You can bet on her primary outfit color black red blue etc you can also bet on whether or not a player will take a knee if a player will raise a fist if or microphone if, is black if the microphone <laughs> is black which player or coach will be the first to be shown by the camera how long the last word of the anthem takes in in brave like it will it will she hold the note for over under five and a half seconds I this is absurd. <laughs> I I love it. I absolutely love it. Well done. Well done my bookie.ag. I, I just want to oh man, it, it's just great great stuff, but I, I love the insight there. I love that we're we're not even messing around. We are basically covering the national anthem here as part of the game. So thank you, David. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for that. that,
0: that. Um Another really cool one here is, uh, will any team have a scoring drive that uh, takes less time than the national anthem? Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and hilarious. if she will reenter rehab within 30 oh, days God. of the Super Bowl. So they even got some personal bets in there. Oh. So. All right, so now, <laughs> now we'll move on to the coin toss. Um, just a, a stat that I've seen for the last, uh, you know, multiple Super Bowls. believe the last four or five it's it's one of those two so please don't quote me but at least the last four super bowls have been tails and before that the last five had been heads Mm. so i'm rolling with heads uh, i think it's gonna balance back out and um heads will be the call all
1: right so you're saying all right so we didn't see where the the time on the national anthem was. We just know what her, what her average is, 143, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so look so that's the number to remember, 143 and, you know, just depending on where the odds are on the national anthem and we're saying heads on the coin toss, Devin. We've only got a few minutes left. So give me some actual football, please that we <laughs> yeah, can give yeah. to the fans.
0: Uh, so we've seen the line bet all the way back up to 55 Um, It's been kind of swinging. Um, It opened at, what, it was like 51. Um, It bet all the way up to 56 in some spots. came back down to like 53, 54. Now it's back to 55. Um, We talked a bit offline about these two defenses and how well they've both been playing. I did it once in the playoffs, and I said take the under with the Chiefs in the same sentence. So I am not going to do that again. Um, it didn't work out for me, but I'm not touching the over-under in this one. The, it's just so hard. Both these offenses can be so good, but both the defenses are equally so. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Chiefs win by more than a point and a half. That's going to be my, um, my Super Bowl pick.
1: I without getting into to too much, again, I, I really like this matchup. I think it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl game. The here is all of here here's what I'm what I'm looking at right now. In Andy Reid's career as a head coach, he is seventeen and three. When coming out of a bye, now that mind you, this is during the regular season. Mm-hmm. But when he has an extra week to prepare, he is one of the best coaches, if not the best in the NFL. We all know, you know, the 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 track record. All oh, Andy Reid, you know, he's a choker in you know in in big spots, whatever. But I don't think that he's ever had the kind of offense he's had. And I think that, can't, like you said, that Kansas City defense has improved. I just feel like this is his time. And I'm going to just trust that, you know, there's experience there. I'm going to just say that this is Mahomes' time to shine. He's probably the best player in the league right now. Give me the Chiefs. I'll, 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 I'll lay the one and a half. I think I think they can win by a field goal or more but um, I, I again I'm just hoping for a good game but uh, I think this is the chief's time to shine I hope that I just didn't blow this for all of Kansas City and they allow me back for barbecue uh, at <laughs> a certain point so but that's where I'm, that's where my head's at um, the whole defensive thing scares me because defenses can take over single games like this as we've seen in Super Bowl's past. I but um but the spread is close enough for me to say I think that as long as Kansas City wins they can cover the one and a half so give me the Chiefs and that will be it for us enjoy the weekend hoop ballers enjoy the big game Devin any parting words
0: Super Bowl weekend you know I think that's going to be uh, what's on everyone's minds so I mean good luck to everybody. I uh, really do appreciate the support and the follows and the feedback that we've been getting. Keep it coming our way. We want to make sure to keep this thing uh, going smoothly and as well as it can be for
1: you guys. Yep. Thanks everyone. Again, we're at Hoopball gaming. I am at Josh Millman on Twitter. Devin is at D a L E E L 007 on Twitter. Hit us up whenever leave us a review. Tell us how great we are. And enjoy your Super Bowl weekend, everyone. Thanks. Take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.